You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Thursday, May the 4th, 2023. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. The security situation. An IDF soldier was lightly wounded in a stabbing attack in Hawara this morning. He and another troop shot and seriously wounded the terrorist. The Palestinian health ministry said the assailant, a 26-year-old woman, died of her injuries. The injured soldier received treatment at the scene and was transferred to Balenton Hospital in Petah Tikva. Earlier this morning, Israeli security forces operating in the Nablus Kasba killed the two terrorists who carried out the Jordan Valley attack over the Passover holiday, in which three members of the D family, Lucy D and two of her daughters, Maya and Rina, were murdered. Acting on intelligence information from the Shin Bet, special forces, including undercover forces, surrounded the house where the terrorists had barricaded themselves. During exchanges of fire with the Israeli forces, the two terrorists were killed, along with a third Hamas operative who had helped them. There were no Israeli troop casualties. A member of the Yamam's canine anti-terror unit, seven-year-old Django, was killed in the operation. The border police said in a statement that Django protected with his body the lives of the fighters and had taken part in hundreds of operations thwarting terror attacks and arresting wanted terror suspects. Three rifles were also seized in the house. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu praised the Israeli security operation in Nablus and said the message to those who harm us or want to harm us is clear. We will find you. It may take a day, a week, or a month, but be sure that we will settle accounts. It does not matter where you try to hide. We will find you. Whoever attacks us will pay the price. A security source said that more than 200 fighters took part in the operation and that it was quick and professional with no collateral damage or casualties among the Israeli forces. Rabbi Leo D., whose wife and two daughters were murdered in the attack carried out by the terror cell members, thanked the Israeli security forces for their outstanding work and expressed gratitude that no soldiers were injured in the operation. He told Khan that if the terrorists were alive, he would have liked to have asked them why they did what they did and what is their vision for a better world. Since they are dead, he said, he asked the Shin Bet to allow him to ask these questions of the parents or other family members of the terrorists. The deputy spokesperson of the U.S. State Department says that a new U.S. report is expected to uphold findings that the death a year ago in Jenin of American-Palestinian reporter Shireen Abu Akleh was likely from accidental IDF gunfire. Deputy spokesperson Vedant Patel told a briefing that IDF gunfire was likely the reason for Abu Akleh's death, noting that it was unintentional and due to incredibly tragic circumstances. His comments came against the backdrop of calls by Democratic Senator Chris Van Hollen of Maryland for access to a report by the U.S. Security Coordinator for Israel and the Palestinian Authority, who investigated the circumstances of the journalist's death in May 2022 while she was covering a firefight between Palestinian gunmen and the IDF in Jenin. Demonstrations and traffic disruptions continue around the country as opponents of the government's judiciary overhaul plans are holding what they have called a National Equality Day. 
Dozens of protesters blocked the southbound Ayalon Freeway in Tel Aviv, and mounted police were preparing to clear them away. Road blockages were also reported this morning at major junctions in Tel Aviv, Ranana, Nahalal, and Megiddo. At Kfar Hayorok Junction, one person was detained for alleged disruptive behavior. In Tel Aviv, women dressed in red demonstrated for women's rights opposite the rabbinic court. Elsewhere, opposite National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gvir's home in Kiryat Arba, demonstrators mounted a protest against rampant violence in Arab society and his failure to curb it. In B'nai Brak, members of the Army Reservists protest movement opened an alternative enlistment office in a call for equal sharing of the military service burden. At Habima Square in Tel Aviv, high-tech workers erected large domino tiles with the banner, If high-tech falls, we all fall, and water in the fountains was dyed white as a protest against the high cost of living. In Jerusalem, demonstrators protested opposite the presidential residence where coalition and opposition teams are holding talks on judicial reform compromise. The weather outlook... Sharav conditions today and tomorrow over most of the country, strong winds and possible haze. Saturday will be much cooler with possible drizzle to light local rain mostly in the north. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 30, Tel Aviv 29, Haifa 28, Beersheba 34, and in Eilat going up to 38 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page.